It's been a while, but we are back. Excited to talk about the showdown here. We got game five, Miami and Boston. I'm excited that this series got extended because it did not want to go over a week without basketball. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. In this video, we'll be talking about the showdown slate, Miami versus Boston. I also make content for prize picks and for No House Advantage. The sponsor of the video is No House Advantage. If you guys are not on No House Advantage and you're not familiar with it, it's a player prop site where you can play Pick'em style. Uh, where you're building uh, lineups of player props and you're, you're competing against other people, or you can play versus the house. Um, they have basically every single sport you can think of, and they do have different payout structures. They also have nice promos um, today and on Friday. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. My advice, uh, if you want to be profitable, is take advantage of all that free money that you can. That's what I've done on all these sports books is take advantage of those promos. So if you guys are not a, not a no house advantage, make sure you use that code. Give it a try. would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, and if you guys are looking for premium content, you can check out my Patreon link down below for DFS or for prize picks. Um, and recapping uh, yesterday, our last couple days for prize picks, we've done very well, went eight and two. Finally, I was back. I was in Vegas for a while. Finally, I, I got back yesterday. I was able to play and had a great day on both DraftKings and prize picks. Um, this was my DFS shutdown lineup. Went with Marcus Martin, the captain, who had an awful first half, but thankfully salvaged in the second half. Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Derek White, and Grant Williams. So um, had a really good day overall and hoping to keep that going for this slate. So uh, let's do it. We'll go uh, team by team. We'll start off with Miami. We kind of talk about the rotations, the injuries. So right now, the only guy in the injury report is Gabe Vincent. He's questionable. If I had to guess, I would say he does play. He rolled his ankle. He came back in for a few minutes, and they subbed him back out at the end of the game. Um, so I do think he plays. But we'll keep an eye on it. Starting lineup, assuming Gabe Vincent plays, should be Gabe Vincent, Struess, um, Jimmy Butler, Love, and Bam and Abayo. I do think there's an outside chance, though, that they shift Love out of the starting lineup. It's just not a good series for Kevin Love to be playing minutes in. Um, and then if they do go that same starting lineup, you'll see Martin off the bench, you'll see Lowry off the bench, you'll see Robinson off the bench, um, and you'll see Cody Zeller off the bench. So as far as the top guys go, Jimmy Butler, 13,000. I mean, he's a clear go-to guy. Should play low 40s minutes. I have absolutely no issue with him. Um, I think my only concern is potential blowout. The Boston just blows out Miami here um, at home. But assuming the game is competitive, Jimmy Butler is obviously a good spend-up. Bam and Abayo, 9-6. I think it's a pretty safe play. Back-to-back kind of subpar games for him. 22 and only 16 fancy points. Did deal with a little bit of foul trouble last game, too. But he's also had some big games. He went for 57 in game two, 38 game one. Um, so I don't really have any super strong takes on Bam. 9.6K feels like a reasonable price point for him. Caleb Martin, 6.6K. I think he's going to play a good chunk in this series. I mean, 30, 32, 35 minutes now back-to-back games. Again, his minutes have been ticking up. The minutes in love have been ticking down. I think he's a pretty safe play. I don't really think he's a guy that has a massive ceiling. Like, I don't see Caleb Martin going for like 45, but I think he's a pretty safe play in the mid-range. Gabe Vincent, assuming he's good to go, should play 30-plus minutes. I also think he's a pretty safe play. Um, he was very popular last game. I mentioned I liked Lowry as a pivot at no ownership. Lowry ended up outscoring him while shooting awful, too. Once again, I think Vincent's a little bit safer assuming he starts, but I think Lowry's your GBP pivot. Mets not as secure, but he should come in with less ownership. Scrolling out a bit more, I mean, you know what I'm going to say about Max Struess here. If he's playing well and knocking down his shots, they'll probably play mid-30s Mets. If he's really struggling, they can go to Duncan Robinson and he's not, and he's not making his shots. But like with Struess, like, 
If he's really making the shots, this guy does have a ceiling. He can go for 30 plus, 40 plus when he's uh, making a shot. So a guy that does have a ceiling, but also a pretty low floor. Same thing with Duncan Robinson. Minutes not as secure for him. But if Struess is struggling, they can go to Duncan. Or if the game blows out, Duncan's usually in that closing lineup. Um, but he's a much, much riskier play, I, I will say, than Struess. Kevin Love's 2.2. I know the Mets have been ticking down, but assuming he starts, I actually think he's a pretty safe value because he's not a bad point per minute guy. Like, he's not a great real-life basketball player at this point in his career. He's not. He's going to get abused defensively, but he can put up fantasy points in a short amount of time. And if he starts, I think he gets his first quarter shift and his third quarter shift. So, would like Love. And then Zeller's in a backup Bam, probably play whatever Bam does not play, most likely 8 to 10 minutes. So, he's another, I think, reasonable value. So, it's not you're not going to be excited about playing Kevin Love or Cody Zeller, but it's really what that opens up for your lineup. Like a 1.6K Zeller and a 2.2K Love are very, very helpful on a show outside like this. All right, so let's move on to Boston. So Boston, you got Tatum at 13.2. I think he's going to play close to the whole game, um, probably in the low to mid 40s minute range. Um, he's the number one option. I know he's been a little bit up and down, but when Boston's winning games, it's normally because of a pretty big game from Tatum. So I think he's super safe at the top. I would say a little bit safer, in my opinion, than Jimmy Butler. Jalen Brown has really been struggling this series, and he got banged up a little bit game one, and it's kind of been showing. He's just not been making a shot, hasn't really looked like himself. So I would say Brown more of your contrarian GPP option, but that doesn't mean he's out of play. Jalen Brown's still a guy that can go for 50-plus anytime he touches the court. So I like Brown in tournaments, but a guy that I think will be relatively low-owned. Marcus Smart, 7'6". I think he probably plays mid-30s minutes. I think he's another guy that's a reasonable play in the mid-range. Is a guy that has a ceiling, but has also shown that floor as well. Um, Horford and Brogdon, I think, are more contrarian plays. Horford, minutes have not been amazing on him. He's probably going to play close to that 30-minute mark. Um, and then Brogdon, with the emergence of Derek White of late, the, the minutes have been taking down on Brogdon, only 18 and 17 minutes last couple games. So here's the thing with Malcolm Brogdon. If he is playing well, they will close with him, right? Like, if he's playing really well, they'll just close with him over Derek White. So I do have interest in Brogdon for tournaments. I know he's been really bad of late, but he's still a guy that can go for 30-plus fantasy points. So he intrigues me for GBP because he's a guy that, when playing well, I think he can get extended Derek White, I think, will be a pretty popular play. I have no reason, like, he should start once again. I think he's a good play in both formats. Might be a little bit over-owned, but um, 26, 27 minutes. He's probably going to play high 20s minutes. I think a pretty safe option. Robert Williams, uh, again, moved to the bench last couple games. Did play 22 minutes last game, but there was some Horford foul trouble. I think he's probably going to play somewhere in the, you know, mid-teens in minutes, which makes him an okay value play. But um, I actually think I prefer Grant Williams to Robert Williams at 2.6K. Grant Williams played 29 minutes, looked really good out there. Um, I think he's going to play 20 plus minutes. That was my take on Patreon in the stream was I was really high in Grant Williams as a value play because I was like, sure, the minutes are uncertain. Like if he, if he really struggles, they can limit his minutes. But he is the value play where if he plays well, they will extend him and play him 20 plus minutes. And he played 29 minutes last game. So um, I like the ceiling a lot in Grant Williams. Once again, I would say of the dart throws, of the really cheap value plays, Grant Williams is my favorite because if he plays well, they can play him similar minutes to last game. And that's it. Um, no one else should be in the rotation unless the game blows out. If you want to play for that weird game script where one of these teams blows out the other and you want to get off the board, the one guy I'd look to would be Peyton Pritchard. Um, he's a guy that you know 
will be productive in garbage time. Obviously, in the one minute that he played last game, he went for four points. So if you think one of these teams blows out the other and you want to get way off the board in large field tournaments and want to play one of these punt plays, I think Peyton Pritchard would be a guy that I would look to. Um, and yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for the player-by-player -player breakdown, and that's going to do it for the video as well. So as always, if you guys have been enjoying the content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you guys are playing prize picks. You can check my video. I uploaded that just before this one. Um, good luck, and we'll see you all in the next video.